0: Hello, folks, and welcome back to Games We Never Play. Finally, episode four, Star Wars Saga Edition. We are here for it. If you don't listen to the other parts, that's perfectly fine because this is very standalone, and some people just jump to the fourth episode. That's fine. They need to know whether they should buy it or not. I'm your host, GM Mace. Ah, You can find me online with that same name. Let's go around the table, and let's meet our table. I'm going to say table one more time for the rule of three. (laughs) Clara...
1: Hi, I'm Clara, and I uh, have some thoughts about this game, but honestly, they're not all bad.
0: Just mostly bad. They're
1: not even mostly bad, believe it or not. (laughs) I played Una uh, Hidoku, the uh, Twi'lek Senator, which is the noble class. There we go. Mm, Very cool.
0: And we have two special guests this episode. uh, This entire month, they've been amazing. Uh, Looks like we have Adam here.
2: Halito everybody. Uh, my name is Adam, and uh, I played Shuka, the uh, the Ubi uh, Scout, mm-hmm. <laughs> sort of. Yeah, yeah, the Space Ranger.
3: Space Ranger. <laughs> and Sheldon Morley.
2: Uh, hi, I'm
3: Sheldon. Uh, I played HK ninety the. Um, uh, the assassin droid turns uh, opera aficionado, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> life I Day caroler. Life Day Carol, yeah, I made some good money. Best doing that.
1: life day caroler. <laughs> it's amazing.
0: <laughs> so we all went through, we made characters, we played for two plus hours. Um, overall, like I, I I think we all had a good time. What did you all think of the character creation process?
2: Um, I, I can go on that. Um, if for me it was, uh, God, it was like, um, it was like slipping back into like, um, you know, like a blanket my grandma made. You know, it was like, oh, I know this, I know all of this stuff. Uh, yeah. because, you know, I mean, the even though like I started out with, uh, with, um, uh, advanced D and D was my original uh, but cause I'm an old, um, but I like 3.5 was the, that huge chunk of my prime role-playing years, like all through college and post-college. And so D D 3.5 is what I played, uh, you know, for so long, uh, and until we discovered Savage Worlds and, uh, and, you know, or, uh, we would play world of darkness on the side. Um, but so for me, it was just very much like, I know exactly how this goes. I, uh, you know, it, really it really just kind of resonated with like yeah this is this is this is cool i i get it so yeah i for me it was very easy and simple but that's because i had that history with uh the very similar system okay. uh
0: clara sheldon did you either of you play 3.5 oh yeah
2: yeah oh yeah tons of it
1: uh I played it through, uh, most, uh, no, I didn't. It was my first system. And then I hopped right on to four my friends.
2: Oh, wow. My God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm, I'm going to quote Steven. I am not valid. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> not real. I'm hey, not valid.
2: You know what? We all tried for it. We, it, we had to do it. I yeah. Yeah. tried to make it work too.
1: Yeah. I didn't know better. So it was fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think, so character creation on this, uh, it's hard because you provided us with a like handy-dandy guide to building characters as well. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, and I hate that I'm saying this, I would have really liked to have a longer character creation with some, like, Decima and some, like, uh, good diving into backstory stuff only because this system is tied to a world already, and it's nice to be able to build a character within that framework. Mm -hmm. Um, But so I I honestly can't tell what was you helping us through and what is the systems good at building characters because this is always my bugbear is stats.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, really, only thing I did was uh, pare down the information that's already in the book. Uh, If you uh, pick up the the Saga Edition uh, core book, it goes through the same process. You generate your stats, you pick your species, you pick your, um, your class, and then you assign your, your stats. And that's it. You get uh, X amount of credit that you spend on gear, and that's all. Like, I, I added nothing to that or to simplify it in any way, really.
3: Yeah. Sheldon, what was
0: your thoughts on uh, the character creation system?
3: Oh man, I'm, I'm kind of of two minds on it. Um, I, I really like the breadth of options that you have to build a character with. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that in terms of, you know, sort of D20 products, this was the ultimate expression of that era of D20. Um, you know, with the, every other feat and the, or every other level, you get a talent defeat. Um, uh, the the flip side of that is that it's really difficult after so many years of five E, to, to switch my brain back into into this mode. So like um, so having to sit down and actually make like substantial choices about a character was uh, was was challenging. It was fun. Um, I really enjoyed it, but uh, I was surprised by how uh, how odd that felt.
1: Did you find it, it limiting?
3: No, not, not limiting per se. Um, I, I, I think it made me realize just how limiting character creation in 5E is. Right.
1: <laughs> uh, I was going to say, cause really? I feel like I had too many options here. Whereas 5E just puts you in a shoot and you say Ranger and it goes.
3: Right. Well, yeah. yeah. And, and, um, yeah, I, I don't know. And I think that for approachability and ease of learning the game, that's great. Um, you know, I think Star Wars Saga Edition is, is probably would be a much harder game to just teach somebody who's never gamed.
2: Well, and that to me is, is one of the chief advantages that, uh, I mean, they started it with, with fourth edition. Let's, let's, there are uh, like three good things that came out of fourth edition uh, roll with advantage and being easily accessible. Um, And then the other one was the artwork uh, because they had a lot of cool artwork. Uh, But, um, uh, but, but basically like the, um, I guess where I was really going with this is like that, it, like 3.5 was, it was an improvement over the previous editions in terms of accessibility, but it was still really complicated, super yeah. crunchy. Um, it very difficult for new people to learn. Um, but like, you know, that's all we had. We just did it, uh, yeah. uphill both ways. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, so, uh, I,
1: and we joked about this before. One of the problems that, one of the things I don't really, uh, as, uh, not associate uh, the thing that i don't uh, the perspective i don't come from is this like oh uh, we just we had to churn through all of these stats and it was really hard to figure out what we wanted because i've always built characters backwards mm. like i kind of knew what i wanted to like I, I like if i for this particular game if i was like i think i want to be a jedi knight mm. i could start with the jedi knight and like what and what they were good at and then work backwards from there and that's yeah. how i approached character creation in five in three uh, five so this honestly, and Star Wars feels like it actually is even more so that. Um, I just hopped into looking at the Jedi tree uh, talent trees and like Jameson kept saying, oh, you could totally be a group of Jedi and yeah. mm-hmm. just have be completely different. And that's true from what yeah. I can tell.
0: Mm-hmm. One of my, my big grabs about 5E is that, you know, you have three players and they're all playing Rangers They're all exactly the same. Done. Sorry. Mm -hmm. And they don't get any kind of divergence until third level. And then even at that point, you still have three different versions of the same Ranger. With uh, Saga Edition, I found Mm -hmm. that you could just do a a band of scoundrels, band of Jedi, band of soldiers, whatever. And each of you could be like, oh, I'm the armor guy. Oh, I'm the blaster guy. I'm, I'm the whatever. And you could be wildly different pick and choose which uh, talents you want from where you want. Um, And it kind of gives you that freedom to truly customize your character to your wants. Now I know that uh, Sheldon, you wanted to play uh, the HK medic originally was your concept. And unfortunately, because I just tried to keep us pared down as much as possible to the main book, there is like a medic talent tree. I think it believes it's in the nobles uh, background or it might be its own class, like a later on class
3: that was added. Yeah, I was surprised by uh, uh, because that uh, that feels like an archetypal sort of Star Wars occupation to me. Um, that it wasn't in the core book as uh, as an option.
1: It's yeah, it's not in the core book uh, according to the Phantom wiki. Uh, hmm. It does exist, and they yeah, have a, a prestige a, class. In, yeah, they have oh. an entire talent tree and stuff. Uh-huh. That's, it you're does right. seem
2: like an odd thing to leave out of the game, uh, the a core book. It just seems like such a fundamental uh, archetype for so many types of stories. Like, it, like yeah. really? You don't have a doctor? But I get—I mean, there was no doctor in the original trilogy. They had a medical droid, so it's like... You know, but
1: Yeah. I mean, with healing I, I
0: like so uh, everywhere, and Jedis themselves could do uh, essence transfer and heal you that way as well. Handle animal. Handle <laughs> yeah. animal. Uh Um, but really what makes this uh, interesting and I know something we don't actually get to experience with this little vertical slice is the ability to multi-class and using said multi-classes to then go into a prestige class of like, Oh, I really want to be a doctor. So I'm going to take some uh, parts of noble and a little bit of the scoundrel. So I'm going to have a lot of knowledge and uh, be able to reuse my dice in interesting ways. And then you become a doctor at level four. You can become a doctor. Yeah. Like you're just at that cusp where you can then prestige into something better. You can go from just random Jedi to Knight or Sentinel or something. What have you?
1: Yeah. Honestly, the system from just the character creation portion feels very much like you could put any OC you ever wanted or ever wrote on, you know, fanfic.net into (laughs) this world. And you would be able to render them fairly well. Mm -hmm. Even if it's, Completely random, or Mary Sue. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, being Mary Sue is the core of Star Wars. Uh, oh, kind is. of is. <laughs> yeah, I said That'll it, go. I said it, and I don't Woo. regret it. It doesn't mean it's bad. Thoughts fired. <laughs> <laughs> You're good. <laughs> <So>.
1: <laughs> no, I, like, I, I, I feel like this has almost more freedom, and that's distressing. <laughs> I don't want to say that a game that's so crunchy has so much freedom.
0: <laughs> oh, more freedom than what?
1: Like a, even, I I don't want to say it.
0: Say it.
1: Even in like certain PBTAs I've played, like this is far more available to like customizing.
2: Let the hate hate flow through you. (laughs) Well, yeah. And and like, I, you know, I'm a huge PBTA stan. I, uh, I love it. I live for it. I, it's my favorite thing in the world. Uh, And, Uh, But, but yeah, there are times and a lot of my story gamer friends are like, what's wrong with you? But there are times when I want the crunch, I want to be able to like plan out like, okay, over the course of the next year and a half of this campaign, here are the things that I'm going to do with this character if things go well, and everything might change because of one bad guy we fight. And I suddenly realize, oh my god, I need a leveling cleric. Um, you know, and that's the kind of thing that like, while it's wonderful, you uh, like PBTA games and a lot of other story games, they don't lend themselves as well to long term campaigns. And, Mm. uh, you know, um, they're great for short arcs, but, but they're uh, like, you know, like you're going to play like, you know, how TV shows used to be like a 24 season Uh, a 24 episode season and like, and they would go on like ER for 14 years. Like that's a D and D camp,
0: you know, whereas
2: like PBTA is like, okay, here's, here's American horror story. And we're going to do like a 10 episode season. And next, next year, we're going to have the same actors, but we're going to have a completely new story. And, you know, Mm -hmm. so it's, it's a, it's a totally different way of thinking, but sometimes I really like my I like my crunchy games and I like to slip back into the D20 and you know, play with it for a little bit.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, one of the big things I kind of felt this system was missing and it was a, a welcomed addition to fifth edition and beyond uh, is like the backgrounds, the mm-hmm. ability to kind of like, Oh, what would my <laughs> character do in this situation? You kind of all had this like blank slate character that has these abilities but you didn't know how they felt about certain things or what their moral lines were. And I wish there was something like that in the system.
3: Yeah. I mean... <laughs> there can be. Yeah, so how, how prone are you guys, and I don't know if this is just totally out of bounds uh, in this context, but how prone are you guys to homebrewing stuff like this? Is that something that you would be amenable to? Ooh. Like if you were to... Oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, continue. Uh, no, I'm just curious. Like, um, it, take the best things about 5e and the best things about this system and mash them together. How well do you think that would work?
1: I've, I've played so much homebrewed crunchy systems because of how much I hate rules that, uh, <laughs> for example, a, a, a rule I've always used for D&D uh, and even pat, and Pathfinder, and I guess if I ever ran Star Wars, would be when you roll a crit, you just do the maximum damage. And oh, I think yeah, yeah. you do that too, Sheldon. Yeah. Um. Or you've done that with us. Um. Because it's really, really annoying to critically hit something, and then do yeah. eight damage.
0: Yeah, yeah. do double damage, but it's only twos on the die. Oh
2: yeah. Guys. And like I, I joked about that uh, at the beginning, but that's a thing that has literally happened to me so many times. Absolutely. And uh, you know, I, uh, it happened if you. Go back to my, um, uh, what was it the um, the uh, water deep, uh, uh, water water deep heist, um, and that I did on Happy Jacks, and I had this character who was a, a fighter, and it, like I had all these advantages to keep rerolling dice so that uh, you know, and to have more added to it so that I could hit all the time and yet every time like I would hit great and then roll really low on damage and it feels mm-hmm. very anticlimactic and so yeah that's um, yeah as far as homebrewing this um, I mean that's not something I would personally ever do if somebody did it I would probably be willing to play it or try it out but um, uh, homebrewing now is way too much work for me that's, I would rather yeah. just write a PBTA hack <laughs> I mean, um, it's actually just easier
1: this <laughs> uh, on my end like i always feel like a game should be playable from go like when you sit down with your friends and open Ideally, the book for the first yeah. time mm-hmm. like crack open a nice can of game um <laughs> uh, <laughs> like you shouldn't have to homebrew anything this is like this it's just one of the weird hills i'm gonna die on oh right yeah, uh, <laughs> But uh, like a, a, an ideal game wouldn't require anything. I don't know if there's anything here. I wouldn't. Ho- I would homebrew out though, except for the crit thing, because again, it's just it, this really did feel just like 3.5 with a Star Wars skin.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Interesting. Yeah, I'm gonna much. I'm gonna run some 3.5 for you, and then you'd be like, no, no, it's different. no,
1: no. <laughs> oh I'm good. I'm, I'm oh very God. good.
3: No. <laughs> yeah, I'm washing my hair. This yeah. had a, uh, did you guys ever play D20 Modern?
1: Yes. Yeah, so,
3: yeah, it had it has the same kind of talent tree thing. Um, I was so happy to see that they brought it into this, uh, and and made it better. You know, so um, they really iterated on it until it was perfect. I think.
0: Like if if I was to homebrew this to take some of the stuff from Five E, only thing I would do is I would reduce the skills you get by one, mm-hmm. so everyone loses one skill, but whatever background you get. Uh, is going to give you that skill. And you would be like, oh, you're a criminal, so you're going to have gather information or some deception as a background skill. Mm-hmm. So you'd kind of be able to get something that's a little out of your normal pool, but it's because you were in these circumstances that you could access to it. But that's the only yeah. way I would homebrew it. Yeah. And keep everything yeah, else I the same. same.
2: I would definitely probably do some house rules. And like, if I I don't generally run crunchy systems anymore, I just do not have the brain space for it. Um, but if I were to run this system, I would probably like I would hand wave languages um, for sure, like, you know, take whatever languages are appropriate to what background you're choosing. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, but yeah, yeah. Um, it, but otherwise, yeah, I mean, it just kind of it runs fairly much like 3.5, with just a little bit of uh, of alterations to it, in a way that felt very comfortable to me um, and and totally acceptable.
0: Yeah, I mean, one thing I, I like about the character creation and general character growth that your character can go on in this system is, as you were saying, Adam, the the planning. And that's yeah. so what makes me excited for the next game. So, I'm like, oh, do I get to level up? Good. Now I can finally take that whirlwind attack. Oh, do right? I, did we kill the monster? Do we level up? Yeah. And it, you don't have that same excitement in D and five E. It's like, oh, you leveled up. All right. Yeah. So I got to do math. All right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, There's been can a lot of build a something.
2: Yeah, a lot of D and D level ups. It's like, oh, okay. Oh, I get one feet. Okay, I get one thing that's already planned for me. Uh, you know, I, uh, there's no
0: surprise. There's no customization.
1: Yeah. Okay, but you just described a tree system. There's no surprise. You can definitely see what's happening next. However, in this game, you do alternate, um, or at least the noble alternates um, feet t- talent, feet talent, which mm-hmm. is lovely. Yeah. Um, I guess would be kind of. It's kind of nice to be like, oh, I guess I can do more of the. I, I guess uh in two levels I'll finally be able to do this. Um it is I I, I don't know. You're, the description of the anticipation uh is not is not a thing I enjoy.
0: That's that's fine. <laughs> I, I, the way I look at it is more of a okay, my feats are combat-ish uh things that I can do that modify how I interact with combat. My talents are abilities outside of combat that I can use. So building that and how each one provides a new wave of like, Oh, I want to get whirlwind. So I better take dodge and make sure that I level up my, you know, decks. This is, you know, when i get that, hit that point, but I don't know. That's just me. I I enjoy that. Looking forward to it.
1: Mm -hmm. I will say I do like talent trees in general when it comes to character creation, because of how clear it is, how you're moving. Mm -hmm. And, uh, certain games do not provide that in an effort to make things more available to the players.
0: Yeah. I mean, this is more like a talent shrub.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can kind of
0: yes. pick what you want. You don't have to follow a path like, uh, in, so, uh, yeah. edge of the empire. And that one, you literally had to crawl down a tree and spend. Wolf. Yeah.
2: yeah. I'm, I'm playing, uh, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm currently playing in a weekly, uh, um, uh, fantasy flight, uh, star wars game and and uh and it's it's very much living up to that it's just like going down the tree and and following this very prescribed path and there's some options to it but uh, but it's also like but uh, you know there are things i want at the bottom of the tree that i really want to build towards but mm-hmm. it feels very frustrating to like you know and like uh when we're going when we were doing feats on this game and i'm like oh yeah the old dodge and mobility 1 2 right. you know it's like oh yeah every single character i made uh you know you had to take dodge and mobility um uh, you know so that you could actually get anything else that was useful uh, you know by level 6 right. um so yeah so it was uh but it's it's very is very interesting playing um you know playing this Comparing to that, that is also going on, and, uh, and then I also had a, a Star Wars PBTA game that I was running for uh, for a while too, and so it's uh, you know, so it's all the Star Warses, um
0: Have you played there. the West End game?
2: I don't believe I ever did play the West End game. No.
0: Okay, I'm gonna have to run it for uh, you then. We'll set up yeah. some time. Yeah. Bring all the set. d6s.
2: Yes. <laughs> I've, so I've heard. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah. Um. I guess that was the end of my thought. <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, so uh, we we kind of danced around this gameplay. How do we feel about how force points worked? How destiny points worked? Just uh, general rolling the dice and trying to accomplish whatever your goal was. How do you feel about that?
1: I like destiny points because I think it's very like it's very befitting the genre. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, sometimes things just happen and they work out. Yeah. And destiny points are a good way to make
3: that work. Yeah, I liked that uh, there was a, a destiny point and force points, right? So you have two layers of that that you can sort of choose where you want to have your narrative control.
2: Hmm. Yeah, I I think it's anything that allows me to uh to cons- like have a resource to drastically change a really crappy role is mm-hmm. that's a big deal to me in games because I just like. I in the stories that I like to game like we're the heroes and things should be awesome when it's time for them to be awesome it's I I don't mind failing when the failure ends with something cool and exciting happen that puts us in peril that's great I hate failure where okay nothing happened because you failed the role
1: yeah you know
2: So I really like being able to say, well, uh, like, uh, like I'm, I'm a big damn hero right now and, and I'm going to do something cool. Oh, wow. I rolled a one. You know what? It's important enough. I'm going to fix that. Mm -hmm. I really like that in a system.
1: I'm trying to think of, uh, sorry. I just, I was like, I didn't stab a ship.
2: I'm i know so you awesome. didn't you didn't jump from one ship to another and you didn't stab a ship well you did jump I from one
1: did. ship to another i did i, I did mean,
2: technically well, kind kinda. of yeah
0: yeah you, you were inside <laughs> one and server. you jumped into another one
1: yeah oh yes. uh, man
0: <laughs> i haven't
1: done it in lightheart too i need to do it in lightheart sorry yeah
2: yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah
0: i have a couple <laughs> things where uh one of the good things that i do like about edge of the empire um is their narrative dice system in the if you failed or you didn't get enough successes, but you got, uh, I forgot what it's called setbacks or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that plays a role narratively. Like, Oh yeah, you screwed up, but in a good way, or you failed yeah. in the best way or what have you. Um, and this, there isn't that in here. It's very binary pass fail. You succeed or you don't, there are degrees of failure and success based on, you know, your talents, but some, a homebrewed mechanic i would throw in here is like oh if you failed by you know four points or you know you, you something like well you get within five points of one five or under something narratively bad happens including that you've missed mm-hmm. you know I, i'd add something like that in there to pull that mechanic out yeah
1: failure range
0: exactly like yes you yeah. fail but if you fail within this range something narrative bad happens like rolling a one yeah, it's sucky and it takes the fun out of it but it's like feels almost cliche at this point
2: but mm-hmm.
0: i yeah. don't
1: know uh this is a weird question because all of us are fairly uh i feel like i'm tweeting my own we're all fairly experienced role players like we're, we've we done this for a while um, Yes, yeah,
0: go on <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> do you feel like the gameplay in this and i I guess by extension other crunchy system under other crunchy d20 systems uh encourage narrative gameplay like story first gameplay because i didn't uh, this again and i'm a little skewed because we're working with people that we've all gamed together before we are in some capacity we all kind of know how to play off each other Mm -hmm. but again because i'm saying like if i crack this book open with a table at a con, I want to be able to play the way I want to play.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I don't know that the mechanics encourage gameplay as much. Yeah. Sorry, kinda, it encourage narrative as much.
3: I feel that way too. Uh, you know, I think that uh, they don't at all. I think where all of that comes from is the fact that it's such a familiar setting to everybody. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I don't think that the D20 systems in general uh, encourage narrative play at all. All of that has to be sort of tacked on by the GM and the players through tacit agreement,
1: yeah. And yes. I know that five so the inspiration mechanic, I think, which started in what is inspiration from 5e? Am I wrong?
0: 5e is inspiration, yes, okay. yeah,
1: Um, the inspiration mechanic, actually, a lot of what five what um they've been doing with what Wizards of is doing with 5e, especially with the new book that came out, has been trying to push more narrative because it's very clear there's an outcry for it, but mm-hmm. um. It's just I'm I'm a I'm an elitist, so part of me is like. Eh. But do the rules encourage this, or are the rules just asking you to fight things?
2: <laughs> well, I you know I think that's that's an issue that's been coming up for a long time in a lot of systems, and you know, and uh, like I said, you know, PBTA I think was in a large way a reaction to um, you know to games that don't have the narrative tools built into them. And and that's one of the, the things that I think was really revolutionary about PBTA uh was was saying, okay, here are the rules. And just by nature of playing this according to the rules, you're gonna have a narrative structure, whether mm-hmm. you intended to or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean for people who um for people who role play for story, uh it even if you're in a really crunchy game, um, it, if everybody around the table has that social compact of we're going to play a story, then it, then you're going to be able to do it with any system. And you know, and no, it it doesn't encourage it. Five E doesn't encourage it. Uh, you know, it, none of the D and D games ever did. Um, it, you know, storyteller systems started to get towards that, uh, but was still so stuck in the you know the history of uh, of crunchy systems. Um, but, but it's really a matter of, you know, do you need that at your table or not? Do you need that encouragement to have a narrative, to have a narrative story or, or are you just playing to basically be strategy gaming in, in which case you don't need it and that's fine. And it's totally okay to do that.
1: Yeah. Um, my friend once said, monopoly is a role playing game, if you all agree.
2: Uh huh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. so like when I get the, and I mean, I've said this before, if you have someone whose response to a game system is, well, it depends on the GM, then I don't think that the, like, then the game is not good. And if it depends on the GM,
2: that's I would agree with that. Yeah. 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 So it's, um, like the DM yeah. can ruin a game for sure. But, but that, you know, if they're bad, <laughs> um, you know, but uh, uh, but just be- but like you shouldn't have to have a good uh, an amazing gm in order to have a good game
1: mm-hmm. yeah.
2: if you and a lot of players I think don't take enough burden on themselves to be the to be the good part of the game as well. they think that they're you know a lot of gamers players feel like they're passive uh, or or they act as though they're passive when really like it's just as much your responsibility. To as a player to make sure everybody else has a good time, as it is the GM's.
3: That feels like sort of legacy code from old school D anD D, though, right? Where like mm-hmm. the, the DM was the the final arbiter, yeah, and uh, and you were just sort of along for the ride, rolling dice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah,
2: for sure,
0: absolutely. <laughs> I mean, playing through this, uh, putting yourself in that mindset of the early two thousands and what had come before it, you know, with the D twenty three point five. Uh, and you see why games like Fiasco, why games like um, Powered by the Apocalypse, um, why they exist now. It was in reaction to this, yeah. You know, as you were saying, that yeah, this game does not encourage narrative play, nor does it give rules for it. It's like, oh, roll a d20, you succeed at persuading them, good job, you don't have to actually do anything, (laughs) right? Um, Yeah but people got frustrated with that and like, I can do better. And they did, and they did differently. And that is great. And so I, I
1: mostly I ask because again, it's one of those, like does the game the question I'm trying to answer for myself is does this game succeed? What does this game want to be? What does it, what does the rule set ask its players to do? Mm-hmm. Like imply, what does it imply? What kind of player does it want you to be? And then like, does it succeed at doing what it's doing? Yeah.
0: This game so. leans heavier in my opinion, to the game title yes yeah. Uh huh. do you want to play a game this is here you can play this game do you want to play a role well that's difference
2: yeah I, yeah i'd agree yeah definitely more on the game side of uh, of the equation and less on the, the the role playing just in terms of the way it's designed and um, yeah yeah
1: Sorry, I can. Uh, you just triggered the G- GNS theory. Like,
2: oh, I know. <laughs> just <laughs> popped
1: it. Like, oh, hello.
2: I don't know what that is. I'm sorry.
1: Oh, oh, my friend.
3: <laughs> oh, it's a it's a whole big rabbit hole. What was the the forge? The website is that what, what that's from?
1: I on uh Ron Edwards. I, I have the Wikipedia pulled up for it. <laughs> yeah. essentially,
3: there's three three types of games. There's gamist, simulationist, and narrativist. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So, um, and there were many arguments on the internet about it. Uh,
1: yeah, it's not a great divider, but like sometimes it's good to be able to fall back on like your kind of player. Um, sure. Yeah. Yeah, we can we can talk about I, it offline. I, if
2: yeah, yeah, it's something I do find interesting. For a long time, I really wanted to try and play around with a uh, uh, Myers Briggs type uh, um, set up for, for like identifying yourself and what you enjoy in, in role-playing games. Oh. We will talk. Uh, you know, I have, yeah.
1: I have book. I okay, have you have books. Books. okay.
2: Good. <laughs> good. Uh, yeah. Cause it's one of those things I'm, I'm like, Oh, it'd be really cool to have a sort of shorthand to just explain to people like, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm more into, I'm, I, I like story better than, uh, you know, better than rules, but, but I, but also some of us are fine with either one. Um, mm-hmm. you know,
1: I'll I'll send you. I'll, I'll we'll we'll chat after this. Cause, that is, yeah.
0: that is okay. literally something I, I have a document on that I'm like crunch versus fluff.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Exactly. It's the crunch fluff that. scale. Um. <laughs> well, it's,
0: it's it's got like six different axes, but yes, it is essentially that. Yeah, it's like complexity versus simplicity. Hmm. So you're See, like, I oh, love that. don't
1: worry. Don't worry. You, you, you're, you're, you've come to the right people. Okay. All right. All right.
0: <laughs> you're, you're among friends.
2: Yes. Yay.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, was there anything else you guys wanted to go over like something you didn't like or something like, I want to gush over this thing. Cause I think it's really cool. Cause I know for a fact that uh, the, um, the condition tree, I really, really wish they brought that forward with uh, within 5e. Um, I feel like the Condition Tree applies a new mechanic in a way that's not your hit points and you don't have to worry about stress or sanity or whatever mm-hmm. BS mechanic you have. This is a nice, oh, you've taken a bunch of damage. You're, you're getting worn out. Uh, you're not invincible. I can say, I can use cutting word in 5e and that moves you down the condition track fun yes i want that i don't need to hit you like a barbarian to bring you uh bring you low Mm -hmm. and i I really wish that that's something they carried on
2: yeah i really i was really intrigued by that i'm kind of sad we didn't get to get into it more Mm -hmm. um but yeah i i i think it's a really elegant solution actually to the uh you know to the uh, i don't know it's it's sort of a a blending of, uh, of a couple of different things. And it, and it does kind of lend towards that narrative, uh, narrative type of play, uh, as well.
0: Absolutely. Like I, I have, uh, I would love to see a, essentially a Senate battle more oh, uh-huh. trying to get this proposal through and <laughs> each of you on your condition tracks and you've got to bring the other team down
2: i mean i'm not
1: bad
3: at that idea oh, that would be so much fun yeah right? <laughs> right
0: and like everyone's like oh here i'm gonna go ahead and uh, i'm gonna look at and research this item here to try and give a bonus to that oh well, i'm gonna see if i can spy on the other team and see what information they have
2: oh my and, gosh yeah kind of into it yeah, yeah. So, it's like, kind of hot james this is
1: like <laughs> I, I, i'm sorry playing and, and the thing is star wars lends itself to like why you could totally do a political game of star wars i feel Yeah. Yeah. Um, whereas I really, really want to play a space lawyer in Star Trek. (laughs) (laughs) Now that I have started watching DS9, I'm like, but
2: (laughs) yeah. DS9 is the best. Um, but yeah. And I, you know, it it kind of uh, reminds me a a little bit of l 5 L5R, you know, which, uh, you know, has its own issues. Uh, but, um, but I liked the fact that that you could play it entirely as political and social intrigue, right. uh, or you can do combat, and and it's like kind of a cohesive rule system for either one, which is kind of kind of nice.
1: I feel like most skill check games. I feel like you could do a full political game with this system, so I'm not mad at that.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, uh, I, I ran a session where. You had to prove this one person if they're innocent or guilty. And <laughs> using uh Saga Edition, we did that.
1: We just try uh-huh. Among Us, but it's uh, Star Wars. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> um one other thing I wanted to like fawn over because I, I enjoyed this game so freaking much, is the uh, the spaceship. One of the things that, I, that always bugs me about a lot of Star Wars games is like, oh, you get a fighter and you get a fire. I'm like, well, I'm not a, I'm not a good pilot. I don't have good piloting skills. Oh, well, then you just sit there while the pilot does everything and the gunner yeah. does something. And this actually is like, oh, you want to co-pilot? You want to help with that? Great. You want to move the shields around and, and uh, move power back and forth or repair the ship? You can do that. Like Everyone has a role they can play, and no one should be sitting on their thumbs, ideally.
3: Mm-hmm. yeah that's great i had the uh was it the starships of the galaxy the the, the, the piloting supplement that they did yeah it's yep. so good it really goes into depth on the various roles you can play in those ships oh the whole dog
0: fighting mechanic in itself was like i really want to do like skirmish and then when they had the minis that came out with it yeah it uh oh, <laughs> so good There's- I-
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> super nerds, i think you're awesome for it Definitely. um uh, but uh but yeah I, uh, there's the um uh it's, it's sort of established in star world in star world star wars <laughs> you know uh it's kind of a uh, it's it, like everybody sort of has a basic level of starship operations you know it's yeah. not an unusual thing like like you know an empire in there like inside that like space worm you know like like leia who is a senator and a noble like she's she's getting into the electronics and working on the ship as well and mm-hmm. nobody's like wow did you put any points in that it's like, you know, <laughs> you know uh-huh. it's like it's just assumed like because this is a part of life it's like you know People know how to work on a damn ship.
0: Yeah. I mean, you've got to get from one system to another. So yeah, you should know a little bit of engineering.
1: Yeah. It's it's probably, yeah, it does. It did feel very, it does help you feel sort of lived in, uh, the world feel lived in when you can be like, I might know that. Like, Mm -hmm. at least I've driven, a. like, even when, even in our world, like if you've, you've seen people drive cars, you can at least figure out how to start a car. Uh
2: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. And, and yeah, if we had more time and I could present you guys on the battle map, we would have definitely gotten into some really cool uh, combat. Unfortunately, everything I had to do was like mm. truncated. Even with that, we ended up with yeah. like, an hour and a half for the first part.
1: That is <laughs> the hard part about the vertical slice method that we use. Yeah. Just... Mm-hmm. You got a ton of combat and stuff in, though, like skill, skill yeah. checks and combat and dog fighting all came into it.
3: So. Yeah, you did really get a good uh, sort of array of stuff in that first episode. Thank you. On you. Yeah, the second episode, I really, very much wanted to focus
0: on, like, role-playing and interacting yeah. and building out the backstory.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But time just uh, time got away, and that even ran up to an hour. Yeah. yeah. Like, this is a game where when people say, oh, I used to do eight-hour game sessions, I see why. <laughs> This
2: i is. get it. Uh-huh. yep yep used to do them myself oh man exactly
1: I, I remember putting aside whole days for games
2: oh yeah yeah like this is something like,
0: I'd, I'd order a couple pizzas at the beginning of the game and then towards the middle of the game
1: uh-huh. we're just gonna
0: go for you know the entire day and yeah. uh, the
1: now i'm nostalgic hey you made me nostalgic for star wars All right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's true of. yeah like that's i mean that was that was the old way of gaming like you know when I was not a full-on adult with, like, obligations and shit. Disgusting. (laughs) Obligations and stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah, uh, But, I mean, there's something to be said for games that can be played in an hour, in two hours. I mean, yeah, it's it's nice, but, you know, I very much someday would like to do a small campaign of this where we just kind of stretch out and enjoy ourselves. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Unlock our inner grognars. <laughs>
1: yes. Yeah. yeah.
0: All, all right. Any other notes?
1: I'm struggling because I don't know. I, I so I am not the Star Wars fan in this group, uh, and but I do I do have a lot of bardic knowledge, uh, and also Wikipedia Wikipedia exists. Yes. So I came in knowing that we were going to play a Star Wars game and did all a bunch of research beforehand to be like, okay, I can do this. Um, and so part of me can't figure out if this is just like a really well done system that lets you really move within the world and get a good sense of it. Or if I'm just playing with nerds and did the nerding myself to make sure this happened. <laughs> so
0: uh. a little of both, maybe I don't yeah. know. You call, me, you call me. It didn't hurt. Right?
1: I'm comparing this to when we did Dresden files and mm-hmm. I cannot for the life of, because I, I, uh, Michael would have actually been a better a person to say if this was a better or worse representation of the genre because or of the property. Because I'm like, yeah, I feel like we did a Star Wars game. <laughs> I I guess. Felt Star I felt it felt Star Warsy. It felt Star Warsy. Wars-y. Yeah. Um, it, 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 it felt Star Warsy, and the, the book is very informative. So I, mm-hmm. I want to say that you could probably pick this up if you weren't a Star Wars fan. I don't know. <laughs>
2: I think if you weren't a Star Wars fan, but were curious and, and, and wanted to be into Star Wars and wanted to play this game, like it kind of tells you enough about what you need to know in order to do it. Um, yeah. You know? That, I think
1: that's where I land on that is like, it's, if, you're, <laughs> if you have a partner who's not into Star Wars and you are, this might be a good way to at least into the world.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. I know Michael was saying that um, he really enjoyed this. Out of the systems that we played so far, we have played every Star Wars system except for the previous Star Wars game from Wizards of the Coast, and I am hesitant to break that out. Um, and that came out like yeah. I think in like two thousand one, maybe nineteen
3: ninety nine. Spending it's, hit points for your force powers? Yeah, it was it rough. Was rough. Oh. What? That
2: sounds terrible.
1: That sounds incorrect. Just yeah
3: right it's
2: oh,
0: like the phantom menace we don't really talk about it but it's like, <laughs> oh man right. no no
1: no that, I, never mind <laughs> uh, but yeah he phantom
0: said Mace that he wishes fine. that what what <laughs> what
1: you can hear it when you listen
0: to this later oh god bless oh, god, it I no, have to hear it that. twice how dare uh, yeah michael's saying that he wishes that he had gotten into this sooner because he sees all the the mechanical fun that you could have had and he laments not doing so he probably would have played a lot more D twenty
3: if he had. Mm-hmm. Not too late, sir. It's not too <laughs> late.
2: <laughs> never <laughs>
1: too late. We'll,
2: never we'll too late for D twenty. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's I, gonna.
1: Yeah. yeah, it'll still be yeah. the dominant system. <laughs> yeah, forever. forever. Yeah.
2: Well, I, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of, uh, here, I'll, I'll plug your sponsors, uh, but, um, but Dyson B, yay, Dyson B. Yay. Um, but, I mean, to me, like a lot of, again, I love my PBTA, but like, you don't use a polyhedral system and I like my polyhedral dice and I, I like to buy bunches and bunches and bunches of them in cool shapes, colors and new materials. And, and like, I, I love getting to use all of the polyhedrals uh, for for this. I I
1: do agree with that. And you can
2: get awesome polyhedrals at (laughs) diceenvy.com. They have a holiday sale going on right now. I know because I'm like tempted to buy like, $5,000 $5,000 worth of dice. Oh, my daughter is super
3: into this little snowflake ones that I keep seeing on uh, Facebook. Yeah. Like Elsa, yeah. Elsa dice. Oh, uh, no. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess I got to get them now. You yeah. do have to get Elsa
1: dice. <laughs> yeah.
0: Always. All right. So I think we're at the point where we're going to rate this system. We don't have a normal 1 to 10 ABC rating system. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is more of a if you should avoid the game. Uh play it, run it, own it, or straight up delete it, like remove <laughs> it from existence if you can. uh Where do each of you fall on the system and it's okay to pick more than one thing, be like, "Oh, own
3: it, and run it That's totally fine i mean i'm a an aficionado of the system, so I'm just gonna sort of come out and say, "Own it, run it, and play it uh i i i I adore this game. And this brought back a lot of old memories, uh, good old memories of campaigns
2: that I played. So,
0: yeah. Absolutely.
2: Yeah.
0: Adam, how are you feeling um, on this one?
2: Um, I'm going to say, uh, definitely own it cause it is a beautiful book. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's really, it's, it looks really good and it's, it's got fun information about it and all that. Um, uh, including like it's, it goes into like the lightsaber forms and stuff like that. Um, and, uh, and there's just a lot of like background information that I think is really fun to have around. Um, and if you're a star Wars fan, like it's just a, a pretty one to add to your collection, uh, to look at uh, illustrations of, um, uh, I would not run it, but I don't run crunchy systems anymore. Um, uh, uh, but if if you're into crunchy systems, running crunchy systems, like definitely run it. Um, I would totally play it too. Um, I would play a campaign of this. Um, I'm. Uh, I, it's less. It, it's less off-putting as uh, as a player than I had thought it was going to be after having you know after enjoying Five E so much. I was afraid to go back to this system, uh, and it's not nearly as bad as I thought that was going to be it was it felt very fun and playable um not nearly as limiting as it expected.
0: good i mean considering that the book itself is like a hundred dollars everywhere you go for the core book oh it's is so it hard really to find, is, yeah. oh is, my god it's out of print and if you have it hold on to it oh uh, yeah uh, same for the supplements i made the mistake of getting rid of my uh one or two of my books and oh, no oh, no he's fine yeah I'll buy them again. Yeah, because I think I
2: got it for like thirty dollars on sale or something too. Yeah. So oh if you
0: see it for less than like thirty, snap it up. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. My old copy
2: is beat up. Oh my god. Oh yeah. Mine's in rough shape. <laughs> my mine is practically brand new. Um yeah. Yeah, it's, ooh, yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, jelly. This, like there's you can't even really see any breaking on the spine. It's like, yeah. Uh, cuz cause cause i mean i basically it? i've i've opened it several times and and read things from it uh but never like actually like used it so ex- you know extensively that it uh that it's teed anywhere tear so it's in practically brand new shape yeah. mm-hmm. we're going to fix that <laughs> <laughs>
1: i'm yeah i can't usually go i can't go off on my uh design rant like i don't i i'm not using uh well, I, I can see, I, ha- I can see the pages. They're fine. This <laughs> looks like a, right. your standard D twenty uh, D20 book. Um, yeah, <laughs> I have, I have lots of thoughts about how game systems should be designed yeah. for visual clarity. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean- um, however, Wikipedia has a full like the rules for this game are online.
3: Yeah, and mm-hmm.
1: I kind of feel like you can. Um, not saying this at all, but I definitely feel like you can play it without owning the book.
0: Oh, really? Wizards <laughs> doesn't get any money from this. Uh, yeah. I think they're doing all right. Uh, yeah. Number Fair two, fine. it's not print. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. if you don't buy the books, it's on Wikipedia. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. I will say if you see someone running, if you like Star Wars and you like tabletops, as always, it is worth owning uh, if you can get your hands on it or playing. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe running again, it, it's hard when it comes to properties based on properties, or mm-hmm. games based on properties. I'm always like, if you're a fan of it, you'll like it. If you're not a fan, like maybe, um, as a person who's a little meh on Star Wars, but like pro tabletop, I actually would probably run, uh, play a game of this full on. Uh, like I, I would hop in, uh, I might play it like Firefly, but you know. <laughs> that's fine too.
3: <laughs> you know, I would say that it has a little bit more of a tactical bent than maybe some of the other um, Star Wars RPGs that I've played. Mm-hmm. So if you're uh, if if you're not into tactical play, then maybe uh, it would not be the Star Wars game for you. But uh, that's just my my personal opinion. Yeah. Absolutely, uh, and I think that you
0: should own it, run it, play it. I'm very much in the run it uh section because there is so much here i mean yes we just played mainly with the the core book but there are so many books and so many options for customization that it just opens up the entire world for you but Mm. that's me uh i've been your host gm mace uh you can find me online by that same handle uh where can people find more of you let's start with clara
1: I am Clara, and you can find me all over the internet, especially Twitter, as clearly underscore golden, where um, I spend a lot of time yelling about how if you say it depends on the GM, you're dead to me. Um, <laughs> however, uh, you can also find me on Instagram as mermaid underscore clarity. Every once in a while, I take pictures that are pretty. Uh, I try anyway. Um, we'll see. <laughs> anyway, I uh, I'm like also. Them. Also, every other Monday. I I cut up my arm for one on accident, so uh, it's fine. Hopefully the picture looks good or I'm going to be really mad. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, I am also on Happy Jack's RPG podcast every other Monday playing Lighthearted. And 1980s uh, Urban Fantasy with Neon Magic, where I play uh, Clara character stock type. Number two, which is emotionally unavailable queer.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Wait a
2: second. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Thank you. (laughs)
0: adam working in the award of you sir
2: the nice thing about claire is you don't have to call her out she'll call herself out i will uh, on I twitter most of the time too right yeah um hi everyone uh you can find me on twitter and instagram at hubuck. that's h-o-o-b-u-k uh mostly on instagram i'm not really on twitter all that much uh it does not uh suit my brain types um but uh on on instagram you can find uh, lots of pictures of my cats uh, queer stuff politics and uh, native uh, information and uh, and also labor movement and what else do I do um, yeah uh, and yeah all that stuff um, I generally uh, have been uh, usually you can find me on the backlogs at happy jacks rpg as well and also uh, pride month games we never play from back in july of this year uh and uh also uh, recently on it's probably okay games uh twitch channel and uh and then please check out uh and buy stuff from my Redbubble store uh redbubble.com slash people slash h-o-o-b-u-k uh where you can get my art uh animals and uh traditionally inspired Choctaw motifs and uh landscapes and other pretty things that I think are pretty but they're very pretty absolutely thanks Thanks. I made them yeah they're (laughs) I
0: I, there I saw one of somebody with a dress that was really really cool
2: oh yeah yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's pretty cool yeah Sheldon we're gonna get more of you
3: sir um hi um I am mostly on Twitter, uh, at, uh, at Sheldon Morley. Um, I think like all of you, I mostly talk politics and, and bitch about things on Twitter. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, as far as creative endeavors go, um, I'm in a, uh, an Irish folk band called Sportive Tricks, um, that can be found at sportivetricks.com. And, uh, we're also on Spotify and iTunes and all of that mess. So please check us out. Woo. Nice. Uh, As we were saying
0: earlier, if you need shiny math rocks and you, you know, need to, well, it's probably past Christmas when this one gets released, but you deserve something because they didn't get you what you wanted for Christmas or, you know, the holidays. (laughs) So go ahead and buy yourself some shiny math rocks. Go to DiceEnvy.com slash GWNP and use GWNP for 10% off your first purchase. It really helps out the uh, the show and really they have some amazing dice. So you all take care and we will see you in the new year. Bye. Bye.
2: Bye.